Hey everybody, welcome to Regardless, You've Got This. I'm your host, Skylar Sorkin. Say hello to the syllabus for your 20-something soul. The syllabus you never received in college is finally making an appearance. This podcast will inspire you to create your very own 20-something syllabus, ultimately guiding you towards your sole purpose, regardless of self-doubt and what others think. Alrighty, let's just get to work. Well, I am so excited to record this, and I think it's really cool because- today, like especially about the topic we're getting into, I fully experienced that today. Like I was going nonstop sitting in my chair, my ass down, not moving from 7 a.m. to 5, like 4.45. And I'm like, I have to move my body. I can't make it to the gym because I have this. But I literally just moved my body for 45 minutes and I feel so much better mentally and emotionally. So post moving my body therapy, et cetera. Here we are talking about this. So it's perfect. But anyways, let's get into it. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Regardless, the syllabus for your 20-something soul. And today we're really bringing together and bridging the gap between the physical and emotional, really how movement can be game-changing in your life, not only as a way to work out your physical body, but also your mind, exactly what I was kind of just talking about. So to bring this to light, let's please give a huge warm welcome to my friend, Emily Eckstein, who's not only a friend of mine, but also the founder of Fit Food Junkies with the slogan, Addicted to Health. Emily is a certified group fitness instructor, a personal trainer, and mindset coach. Overcoming obstacles and improving one's mindset has really been her signature approach, and Emily focuses on performance and trains her clients really to reach their physical and mental breakthrough moments. So today, Emily and I are really going to discuss how we can lean on exercise as a life outlet and make the love for fitness really second nature, and how movement can really positively impact our lives inside and outside of the gym. Emily, welcome, babe. Skylar. I can't even tell you how happy I am to be here. It's crazy. We live such similar lives, like the grind life, but it's just amazing to connect with someone who you can relate to so much. It's really refreshing. I think, especially living in LA and in Austin, that's kind of another hotspot similar to LA. You meet a lot of people our age who are already entrepreneurs and maybe aren't really in the nine to five life as well as the entrepreneurial life. So it's really refreshing that we can relate on so many levels in terms of balancing nine to five with our own podcast. <laughs> and then, it's it's kind yeah. of wild, right? It's wild. And but I think that when it's your passion, mm. it's a grind, but at least it's something that you look forward to. It's yeah. a grind for sure, but yeah, but we love it. We live and breathe it. <laughs> we do love it. And I also love moving my body. And that's something that we completely have in common. So I would love to just get started. Do you mind like talking with us about really your personal fitness journey and how did you really grow your love for movement? Yeah. So I'm like, I'm like giving you a virtual hug right now. I just want to give you the biggest hug because I, it's kind of wild that we've known. I feel like I've known you my whole life yet. We've never met in person. Kind of crazy. I just know your brother. It's wild how you you can perceive someone's energy virtually and you're just like, I know I'd be amazing friends with them. It's but anyway, cool. 
to answer your question. Yeah. So ever since I was little, I was an athlete at heart. Mm. I was obsessed with moving my body. I ran track. I danced my whole life. I cheered and I just loved moving my body. My family's really active as well. And when I was 10 years old, I was diagnosed with scoliosis. If you don't know what scoliosis is, it's a curvature of your spine. It kind of goes in an S shape mm-hmm. and I'm, you know, I'm 10 years old. I don't know what scoliosis is. So I actually had to wear a back brace to straighten out my back. Mm-hmm. I was about two degrees away of the spine curvature for me having to get surgery. So I got so, so lucky and blessed that the doctor caught it just in time for me to be able to heal my back with a back brace. Mm-hmm. That being said, the back brace really was a huge obstacle for me moving my body, right? It was also Absolutely. something that's like embarrassing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I would wear it under my clothes or sometimes I didn't have to wear it during the day. I had to wear it every night though. Even like as a 10-year-old, you go to sleepovers or wearing a back brace. Like that's not fun. It's you know? Um, yeah. It is traumatic and I really think I mean, that is a part of me that I feel like, you know, you go through an obstacle and it's like when you're young, you go through those little things. It really does build you as a person, Mm -hmm. you know, at such a young foundational age. But once five years later, once I was able to rip off that brace and thank God heal my back, I was just addicted to moving Mm. my body because I know what it felt like to be restricted. Mm. And that's really what got me addicted to health and addicted to pushing my body mentally and physically and also helping others do the same. I love that. Thank you for sharing, especially being so vulnerable with that experience. I really can't imagine. And even, you know, seeing some of my family members or people around me who either get injured or have a certain, you know, disease, et cetera, it really puts things into perspective. So I love how instead of having that hold you back, you really decided to continuously move your body for the rest of your life. So I'm awe-inspired by that. Thank you for sharing. You know, I think throughout your experience, like how were you moving before scoliosis, before you were diagnosed and then you, you were diagnosed and then you realized that you had the opportunity to heal and then continue your movement? Or when did you find that? Well, it was kind of like, doctors were saying, you can't do this. I was mm-hmm. like, watch me, you know? Yeah. And obviously all the respect in the world for doctors, but I think anytime people told me I couldn't do it or don't do this, don't do this while being careful, I was like, no, I'm going to do it. And I had to be a lot more careful during that time period. So yes, I was extremely active before the back mm-hmm. brace, mm-hmm. but during just feeling restricted. I mean, it, a back brace is like, it almost looks like a corset, like a plastic yeah. corset. Yeah. You have to put it on your body and you have to make sure it is the Velcro is so tight that you almost can't breathe. So it really changes the direction of your spine. Like think about how tight that has to be. So it was really uncomfortable as a kid, you know? Yeah. And the more you wear it, the better you're going to get. So I was also like, okay, I should wear it during the day when I can kind of thing. Um, So, you know, I'm lucky I didn't have to wear as much as a lot of other kids do 24 seven where it's like, I don't have to go. I have to go in school, but like outside of those areas with friends, I did kind of thing. So I think that I, w- I was always loved with my body. Mm-hmm. It just gave me a different perspective of life. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I know a lot of people nowadays, like people in my network and people I just know of that they have a hard time, like getting themselves to the gym. And for me, just like you, I grew up 
training in ballet and the discipline that I learned there was insane, probably a little bit to the obsessive scale. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so now like, you know, I I kind of am able to not listen to the laziness voice in me and I, I ignore that and I push myself and I push myself until I get sick or, you know, my immune system can't deal with it. So there's for sure two sides of the scale in terms of, you know, working out and healthy movement. And I loved what you said by like addicted to health. I think that's a better outlook and way of of saying it rather than like addicted to exercise or, you know, or eating healthy because in today's world, there's a lot of like black and white. And so for the people who maybe have a hard time getting themselves to the gym or show up for themselves. Maybe they couldn't get out of the house. Like how were you, Emily, able to really show up for yourself every day and get yourself to the gym? Yeah. I mean, it's hard, right? I think people are always are like, Emily, how do you always have the motivation? Mm -hmm. How do you always go to the gym? And I'm like, it looks like that. I think people perceive it like that because it's my life, Mm -hmm. but it doesn't mean that I always have that motivation. No, I, I think the reason I came up with a slogan addicted to health is because I used to be addicted in a really negative way. Mm-hmm. And I think that's how it starts a lot of times, especially with females. You're addicted to eating healthy. You're addicted to dieting and counting calories. You're addicted to going to the gym for hours to burn off alcohol, binging, overeating, whatever happened the the night or the day before, so on and so on, when that's actually really unhealthy. So I was addicted to health in a really negative way. Mm. And I've found a way to be addicted to health in a really positive way, Mm. a positive way. So that's why it's kind of a double entendre of addicted to health. Going back to that motivational pieces, I actually just put out uh, really, I thought it was (laughs) kind of quirky, funny, real yesterday. And it was like, do I use pre-workout? And Mm. it was like, yes, it's depression. It's anxiety. It's stress. It's overthinking. It's whatever it may be. Right. So I, I think what I've discovered in exercise is just like you said, you became Mm -hmm. a new person from moving your body before recording right now. It's, I, I really try to practice and preach that it's, it's like, if you don't have energy and you really can't push yourself to go to the gym, go for a walk you know, totally, totally. That's that's what it's about. And it's like, okay, you just got through a breakup or you just got through something really hard in your life. Mm -hmm. Like use that in the gym as an outlet. And that's where the addiction starts to be like, instead of going to alcohol or to drugs or to really like unhealthy substances or whatever it is, or depression, use that outlet in moving your body. And that's how the addiction starts to evolve. Mm, that's cool. Thank you for for defining your definition of addicted to health. And I love that. I mean, you're right. I think in today's world, we're so addicted to so many unhealthy things, especially in the fitness industry and area. And so I think if you're able to have a really balanced outlook about addicted to health, it doesn't always have to be, you know, consistency or doing the same, you know, hit workout every day to where you feel depleted. It could be, okay, my addicted to health today is going to be me really listening to my body. And what do I need? Maybe it's a walk. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's like a nice stretch class, you name it, but maybe just sinking in a little bit more and like listening to your body, which I love. And regardless of being tired or unmotivated, which we all experience, it's I know this may be hard getting out of bed, but I'm doing it because I'm doing it for my future self and I'm going to feel better after. 
A hundred percent. And you touched upon listening to your body. That's so important. Cause you know, again, I'm, I'm all about pushing yourself and if you're yeah. tired, go push yourself. That being said, if your body's telling you to rest, I learned that the hard way. I used to push myself on days with doing all nighters, no sleep with in college. Like I would push myself to do these insane workouts the next day when really my body just either wanted to do a rest day or do yoga or yoga or go to sleep, you know? So I think your body is really telling you what it needs, what it wants. And sometimes we just got to listen to it. Yeah. What kind of mindset, like, did you have, or do you have when like you're in bed and it's the morning and like, you're kind of tired, but you know, you should get up, <laughs> you know, you should get your, your butt to a workout class. Like what, what does that process look like for you? Like, are there any like tips or tricks that you use to get yourself motivated in the morning or in the evening? Yeah. I think there's a couple of things. First, yeah. I think that everyone in life tries to become a morning person and I'm half Mexican. I got the Latina and me like, yeah, I'm not a morning person, you know, <laughs> as much as I try. So, but it's crazy, right? Mondays, I teach a 6am class and I'm not a morning person. So the one cool thing is you can train your mind to do anything in life. Mm -hmm. You really, really can. And that's hard for me. Like it, it's really hard for me to wake up early and to go to bed early. It's so hard for me, but Tuesday, I'm going to do a night workout. Mm. So I think a lot of people think I have to be consistent Monday through Friday with early morning workouts before I go to work. I, I, I disagree with that. I say, do like, do what works and feels good for your body. If Monday's your day where you're like, yes, I'm going to do my 7am workout, get it in. Maybe Tuesday. I want to like, you know, sleep in, in the morning mm -hmm. before work. I'm going to do a night workout after work, or maybe it's a lunch workout, whatever it is. And like, Hey, if you're consistent throughout the week, that's awesome. I just personally it just doesn't work for me. So I think when just figuring out what works best for your body, I also think planning out your workouts the night before. Mm -hmm. So for example, tomorrow morning, I'm going to Pilates. If I chose in the morning, what time? I don't know. I'm totally. tired. It's not going to happen. So I plan it the night before. I always plan my workouts either Sunday night for the week or the night before. And I know sometimes people are like, wait, what? You plan your workouts throughout the week? That's crazy. No, I do the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of fun. Like it, is it fun. really is. Cause I think people don't, I don't make it boring. Like literally this week, all my workouts are so different. There's bar, Pilates, Love. running, dancing, cycling, you know, so many yoga, like I'm lifting. I make it fun. So I always look forward to it. If you do the same thing every day, who's going to look forward no. to that? And also, okay, I love that you just said that because I think it's also like if you're doing the same movement and the same activity every single day, the more prone you are to injury. Like my mom, for example, she was doing yoga sculpt for like 20 years every single day at like the same time. And it was too much in her body. And now she's like having all these like knee issues, shoulder issues, et cetera. And so I think mixing it up doesn't always it doesn't only keep things fun and different but also I think it's a lot healthier for you a hundred percent yeah and you I you know speaking of kind of the yoga sculpt or mm -hmm. that stress on your body uh cortisol's a big thing cortisol is mm -hmm. your stress hormone and I think I don't mean to keep touching on females, but this is like really where, cause our hormones yeah. fluctuate more like our hormones determine a lot about weight loss Our you know, hormones more so than men. It's like, we really gotta, gotta get them in check. Gotta know? listen to her. Yeah. Gotta listen to her. <laughs> and yeah, I think 
cortisol is your stress hormone. And when it's too high, you're stressed, not only mentally, but physically. So think about it. If you are in a stressful environment, right? Even if you're doing crazy hit, insane workouts every day in the heat, your body's going to be stressed. So think about it like the female anatomy, right? Your body's not going to want to have, let's say a baby when you are so stressed. So you might not get your period. Your body's going to be so stressed. It's going to want to store fat, right? So all these little things where it's counterintuitive, where I used to do crazy, insane, hardcore workouts every day. And I was feeling the opposite effect of my body. I was like, why am I not like, why am I good? Yeah. I was like, what's going on? I realized I was overdoing it, not saying never to do those hip workouts, but it's all about balance. If you do too many and, and this is more for females, but if you do, and this is not for all females, but if you feel like I'm working so hard and I'm not feeling a change, your cortisol may be too high. And ever since I realized that I've been balancing, like I'm not, I'm still doing those intense workouts, but I'm mixing it up with also those low cortisol workouts and figuring out how to find balance in my body. Right. Isn't that crazy? This is so crazy that you're talking about this because this is exactly what I just experienced and have been experiencing where like I'm pushing myself, pushing myself, pushing myself. And I'm like, well, what the fuck? Like I'm not seeing any changes, but it's because I'm taking these highly competitive, ridiculous impact classes on my body. And it's like, Sky, like you're stressed and you're not giving your body also a time to relax and build that muscle again. So that's insane. And I, I didn't know about the cortisol. That's really interesting. There's, I'm reading a book actually called the cortisol connection. It's really interesting. Mm. Um, but it talks about, it's like in the beginning of the book, it's like, check all the numbers of how stressed you are in your life. And I was like, Whoa, my numbers. high. <laughs> so it's like, not only in the gym is your body stressed, but outside of the gym when you're working and this and that, and that. So again, mm. probably a couple of years ago, I would have never said this until I discovered it in my own body. I love intense workouts. They make me feel alive. Like I'm obsessed with them. And I was honestly, my mom was like, so you're upset that you have to start working out less and doing less intense workouts. I was like, yes, I'm so upset. (laughs) But I found in my body, my body's really thinking me like, okay, you needed yoga today or today is going to be walking instead of running and, and mixing it up, mixing it up. That's what it's all about. So important. I love that. I'm actually happy that there, there should be less intense workouts because it can be exhausting. Yeah. Yeah. So curious, Emily, like, was there a certain like aha moment for you that proved to you that the gym wasn't only a place to really improve and and strengthen your body, but really also your mind? I know that we've kind of tapped into the physical, but how has you, how have you seen that the gym or moving your body has had a positive impact emotionally for you? Yeah, I, I've become just so fascinated by the mind mm. in my life. Yeah. I think that growing up, like I had, I, I slowly, as I got it more and more into the fitness world, I had an unhealthy relationship with food, which a lot of people do. And it's not as talked about, I feel like. So there's between that and me kind of fighting it mentally in the gym, like you got this or, you know, little things here and there that have gone through my life, just even on, even on the daily, like, even if it's something small, getting it out in the gym. And then I got into a really bad car accident a year ago. And that like, honestly, I'm going using exercise as therapy to get over kind of the trauma through Mm. that was something too. like, I just feel like exercise is my love. 
And it can be in dancing. Like for me, when I dance, I feel like I'm at like my childhood self. When my brother plays basketball, for example, he's like back in his roots. I think you, you know, finding that like inner child that makes you feel alive again. So I think just movement, movement, movement has allowed me to move my mind too and, and find the therapy in that. And I think also I've had people... After my classes, I had someone after cycling told me I got them through depression. Mm. I had someone else that told me I got them through death in their family. And that's not to like do my own horn. It's just to show how much my, I only, I incorporate so much of the mental talks in my workouts. You'll never hear me talk about food or weight loss. It's all about the mind. And it really translates. I love that. And thank you for not talking about image and body as a teacher in class. I think that's pretty big, just kind of side story. I, I go to the gym and there's this one instructor there, you know, her classes are great, but she tends to bring up like dieting and what her body looks like because she's like training right now. And it's kind of like, duh, like we're all women. Like we already know that, like, and it's, it doesn't help. And I feel like the gym, like you said, should really also be a mental gym. And I love that, you know, moving your body has helped you through trauma because it's so true. I mean, scientifically proven, like endorphins are so important. And I feel like once you're kind of addicted to moving your body and you feel that endorphin rush, like you can't really get enough of it. And then when you don't work out, you're like, I feel so off. And I think that ties back to your addicted to health. It's addicted to kind of like the chemical reaction in your mind and your body as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So spot on. Yeah. And like, even it's so funny how this is reminding me of like drinking, but I remember like being in college and, you know, people would be drinking all the time, excessively ridiculous amounts. And then they'd wake up the next day and they'd be able to do it all over again. And I'm not like that. Like I'm really sensitive to my body, how I'm Mm -hmm. feeling, especially being a dancer. I know you're probably the same way. And I'm like, to my mom, I'm like, how the fuck are they able to like drink? (laughs) I'm like, don't they feel like shit? Like what? And my mom's like, Sky, like they're used to it. They don't know anything different. That's, that's their reality. And so I think the same with working out. It's like, if you're so used to moving your body consistently showing up for yourself and feeling that endorphin rush, it's the same thing. You, you can't do anything different because that becomes really reality and routine and you can't go without endorphins, really. Mm, yeah, it's it's kind of wild. And it's like when your body gets used to something. It, yep. It, it, it finds a routine in that. Yeah. That's so crazy. how do you how do you think like if if I was someone, if you were talking to someone who, you know, maybe is not really into working out or really wants to be into working out, but just doesn't really know where to start, like how would you provide insight or advice for them to get started, like in terms of like picking classes and just getting out of bed and getting to class. Yeah. So I'm a big advocate for group fitness classes, Mm -hmm. especially if you're new into fitness, because you're one and done in 45 minutes. You're in a room with a bunch of people who are struggling with you, motivated with you, all the things you're in a group environment. You don't have to think about what to do. You just do it. So I think Group classes are my favorite. And my mom, actually, she's always been active, but she 
wasn't really a gym person or anything. And I actually got her to get back into it. And the way she got back into it is now. So she's so cute. She was, I was just on the phone with her and she's like, I went to dance this morning. Tomorrow she has Pilates. The next day she has a, like a hit one yeah. and she's having fun with it. So I, I it. think it makes it fun and it holds you accountable. And then it's also like, Oh, Hey, I didn't see you in class the other day. Oh shoot. I didn't go. So I think if you're new group classes are great. And again, planning your workouts, make it fun. Like if you're, if you have a family or if you're a student Mm. or if you have a crazy job, like you could fit it in. So I always tell my clients, put it in your calendar, almost like it was a meeting. So you can't miss it. Right. Like even if it's in your work calendar, sometimes you could do like, you know, put it someone, something else, like a code name. (laughs) So your coworkers think it's, a meeting, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, no, like it really is like a meeting. And so you're prioritizing yourself mm-hmm. so you can perform well at work for yourself, make yourself a priority. So I think, you know, that, and then I also think the biggest thing is figuring out your why. Cause mm-hmm. I think so many times people start their week and they're like, okay, it's January I'm pretending whatever it's January. I'm going to start my week strong. I'm going to lose this amount of weight. And then what happens in a week? Oh, shoot, I'll start start tomorrow. So I think figuring out your why is huge. Like don't do it for anyone else other than you. And if it's just weight loss, you got to find a bigger why. Mm -hmm. So I think journaling or saying things to yourself, whatever works for you, but keep asking yourself why. So you want to lose weight? Why? well, I just don't feel good in my own skin. Why? Well, I don't feel confident. Why? Well, I don't feel good. Like, you know, keep going into the whys. And then that's going to actually come up when you're going through hard things in life or in the gym to make you work harder and get more motivated to keep showing up. I love that. And I'm, I'm a huge fan of group fitness. I mean, I think especially if you're just starting out, it may be really intimidating, at least it was for me, to just go to the gym and like go into the weight room and be like, okay, like where do I start? And like right, of a lot of guys are there and they're like staring and it can be a little awkward. So yeah, I really do highly, highly recommend group fitness just as you said. I mean, it's one of my favorite things. And also the community that you create at the gym, I'm not sure about you, but is amazing. Like I've met so many friends and, and you feel so comfortable and safe and even yeah. networking for like, if you're in sales or you name it, it's a great place to meet people. A hundred percent. It really is. A hundred percent. I think, and like, like touching upon what you said is maybe find a gym buddy, you know, like if you don't want to go into, let's say the weight room by yourself, grab a friend or get a trainer maybe a couple of times to teach you form and make you feel comfortable in the weight room kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Cause I have to say it is a really empowering feeling. Once you know what to do in the gym to go in the gym by yourself and know what you're doing. And and if really no one's watching you, no one cares. It's just, everyone's just thinking about themselves, but you think they are. So (laughs) getting like getting confident, whether it's getting a trainer or little by little with a friend and slowly by yourself kind of thing in the rate room, but having an accountability partner and even like Sage also one of our good friends, Sage, sometimes we'll like do a little accountability check-ins with each other. She was doing hers was something. And then for me, I was trying to go to bed earlier. So I was like, I'm in bed. (laughs) So it was just funny because it's like having an accountability partner, like, Hey, I went to the gym this morning. You're the, even like your accountability partner doesn't even have to answer you. It's just nice to tell someone that can help you a little bit. I love that. 
she's actually taught me that. And it's so helpful. Yeah, she taught me it too. She's awesome. I know. And yeah, I'm seeing actually like a lot of more gym buddies. Like one of my close friends, Autumn, she's plant-based. She has like a cute group of like five girls that every Tuesday and Thursday, they go to the gym at 530 and they weight train together. And there's also like tons of awesome influencers on Instagram that actually will take you through an entire workout series of just pure weight training that you can absolutely just bring with you when you're in the weight room that I've been using. And it's been so easy, fun, you know, you're not doing anything too crazy. So there's so many options out there. And I think it's just about staying curious, motivated, and believing in yourself. A hundred percent. It really comes down to believing yourself and not care. Like I say, not caring what people think like that's easy. Right. But I think it helps the more you show up for yourself and kind of get out of your comfort zone, the more that's going to happen. I love that. Okay. Well, getting more into like the social media aspect now, because, you know, as amazing as it is that there's so many options, it can also be extremely overwhelming. I mean, Mm -hmm. there's tons of noise and information on social media about like trending workouts. You know, Mm -hmm. now it's, uh, I'm blanking on the name, but the new, the new Pilates megaformer, Mm -hmm. you know, we're constantly bombarded on types of workouts, diet Mm -hmm. plans, influencers, fast ways to get skinny, and all of these influencers and this information that we're seeing is going to work differently for each of us and, and differently for each of our bodies. And so how can we really like continue to stay motivated and excited and curious, but also like find peace and find what works authentically for us without getting into like self-comparison, freaking mm. out, overwhelm mode because it's yeah. around us 24-7. 24 seven. I'd say use social media with caution. I used to, I know you work with influencers. I do too. I used to work with a ton of really big ones. And it's crazy that it's like, you see some people on social media are like, Oh, how could they have any insecurities or they look perfect. And it's the complete opposite. I got to know, like I have a lot of my friend, close friends are big influencers and a lot of my former clients and current. And it, it really comes down to like, everyone's human and social media, as we know, it does not portray who we really are. I love when sometimes like a big trend where people post their different angles and then they are relaxed and you're just like, all right, thanks girl. Needed to see that, you know, but it's so true. (laughs) It's so crazy. Like sometimes I'm like, Oh, I need a break from social media. It's intense. So I think sometimes you just kind of keep reminding yourself, like it's, it's literally like, uh, utopian society. It's, it's not real. So much of it is fake. So I think taking it with a grain of salt and whether that's setting limits, or I know a lot of times like people are saying to not go on your phone the first hour of waking up and the first hour before going to sleep, which is something that I am trying to slowly do. I'm starting with 30 minutes. It's really hard, especially going before you go to bed, is the most important time for your brain to like reset and all the things. And it's like, you don't want to go to bed with all the toxicity. So I think, again, taking it with a grain of salt, I think there's so many amazing things about social media and so much, like there's like the 12, 330 workout about incline walking for 12 incline three miles per hour for 30 minutes. Like it works. It's awesome. I think it's great. But like, there's some cool things, you know, other times you just, see really toxic things. So I think maybe taking a break from social media, little things here and there, unfollowing people that don't serve you, 
but it's hard. I'm not going to lie. It's it's really, really hard. And it's up to us to kind of have the willpower to be like, all right, this is not, this is not all real. I love that. And I think also kind of giving yourself a reality check and knowing that a lot of these influencers, they, their, their nine to five is fitness and training. And so like, of course they look that way and kind of bring it back to you and kind of, you know, look at your life and recognize the impacts that you're also creating. And it's not about body. It's not about the way you look. It's about the actual impact that you're bringing to life. So I think reality checks help for me. <laughs> That's why I also yeah. love those reels of girls just being real about their bodies and showing the different angles because it's advertising. And I love when someone said something like, you're supposed to have a little extra fat around your uterus. Like yep. there's like certain things about the female anatomy that's like you're supposed to. And I've even heard a lot of studies and I've heard people like doctors and other professionals talk about how it's not healthy for females to have. And and again, I'm not mm-hmm. saying like totally you know, a six pack of you're a crazy, insane, shredded body, like amazing. You. you know, I'm not <laughs> Like, yes, I'm just saying a lot of times when people are like so jacked and so shredded, many times they have amenorrhea where they're not getting their period. And many times they're just, they're, they're unhealthy. Like sometimes you don't have enough fat on you. Like you're just, you're not healthy. Your body's like starving almost. Mm -hmm. So I think a lot of times that, that has come to our mind as the perfect ideal body. Cause that's what we're seeing every day when it's really not healthy. It's really not healthy. And what is it worth it to like kill yourself in that way? I mean, I had a firsthand experience of that where like I wasn't getting my period for I think like four years because I was anorexic, but also over exercising all the time. So it for sure <laughs> goes both ways. And at the end of the day, it's not worth it. The six pack yeah. is not wor- worth it. Yeah. It's crazy. And like that, it's crazy. I remember in college, I had a healthy relationship with food. I was restrictive eating and I had a crazy six pack and I look back sometimes and I was like, I look great, but I wasn't happy. Happy. I was not happy. I was literally always starving. (laughs) I was not happy. And it's, it's kind of wild. And even after the car accident I got in, I was like, Mm -hmm. okay, perspective shift. Like Mm -hmm. these things don't matter. You know, you almost die. You're like, Life's too short to focus on those little things. Yeah. Yeah. I completely agree. And I think it's truly, that's why I love your slogan, Addicted to Health, because it's about health. It's not about over-exercising or restricting or purging. It's about loving your body and listening to yourself and moving because we get to move. Mm-hmm. It's a blessing. Yeah. It's it's a privilege. Like people, would, some people wish they could be moving their bodies today. I know. And it's kind of crazy what happens like when we get an injury or something and then we're like, oh my God. Yeah. Right. Like realize that I am so privileged to lift this weight lunge. Like even right now I'm, I'm babying like a knee injury from skiing and I'm like, holy shit. Like, Mm -hmm. why don't I just celebrate my like one hour class every day? Like it's my last day on planet earth. It's kind of wild. One time I was in college and I was in, I was in the weight room Yeah, and I was like, I, 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 
I was on a show called Ultimate Tag. Oh yeah, um, I want to hear on, about this. I was on a show called Ultimate Tag. Yeah. And it was on Fox. We filmed it at Warner Brothers and I could go more into it, but long story short, I broke my foot on TV and I was in a boot. So when I, I broke my foot, so when I was in the gym one day, I was like, oh, like I'm in the boot. I still am showing up to the gym, which is awesome. But I'm like, oh, I'm in a boot. Like this sucks. I want to work. So I was mm-hmm. doing some upper body workouts. People are looking at me like, girl. And I'm like, hell yeah, hell I'm yeah. here. <laughs> but the funny, the crazy thing, is I was kind of like a little sad that I was in a boo and I see this one football player that was that is like very well known and he I think his name's Jake Olson and he was a blind player and he showed up in the gym right when I was complaining in my head and I was like oh hell no no excuses like so I think it was just so cool and motivating to see someone who's blind that is coming into the gym and working his ass off So I think sometimes also when you're going through things in life or you have an injury, putting it all into perspective, Mm -hmm. like I've met paraplegic athletes who are killing it. So Mm -hmm. finding someone who motivates you or is an inspiration to you is also really helpful. Mm, That's beautiful. Damn. Talk about a shift in perspective. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You got to find those. You can find them every day. Oh, I agree. What, so Emily, what kind of like specific, if you can share examples with us, like specific mindset shifts that have worked for you in the outside world that you Mm -hmm. were able to practice in the gym? Yeah, I think one thing, I don't know if I'd call it a mindset mindset shift, not caring what people think is Mm -hmm. like such a big one that can translate into all forms of life. Do I Am I saying I don't care what people think about me 24-7? No, everyone has so many of those moments throughout the day. Totally. But I've had, like, I'm not kidding. Today, I was doing a Bulgarian split squat, and I literally, like, tripped and, like, fell on the ground. And I just kind of laughed at myself. I'm in the weight room. I think I was the only girl in the weight room. I literally don't care if a guy saw me, if he did it. Like, I I thought it was funny. I was kind of laughing at myself. It it comes down to a point where I think you got to just not care what people Mm. think. Life's too short. Like what I said, I got into a really bad car accident where I actually almost faced the end of my life and not to be dramatic, but I got hit by an 18 wheeler and it was wild. It was a miracle that I lived. I did not know this. I'm so sorry. It was crazy. And I think the fact that people didn't think I survived Mm. that it was just such a wake up call to be like these little things that you're going through, you're fighting your body or food, or you care what people think or this and that. And it's just like, they don't matter. They don't matter. They don't matter. And again, am I a hundred percent fine now? Oh, get into a car accident. Now you're good. Like, no, please don't get into a car accident, but I'm fine. You can find those little shifts in your perspective mm. every day to not care. So I think that's the biggest mindset hack is try to do little things every day to not care what people think. Maybe it's going into the gym by yourself. Mm. Maybe it's like going to, I don't know, like maybe all your friends don't want to go out tonight. Maybe it's like getting in line by yourself to meet someone. Like, I don't know. There's like kind of find re- like becoming my mom always says become your own best friend not saying not to have friends but like become your own best friend because at the end of things like you got to be your own best friend yeah in everything in life so I think that's the best mindset hack become your own best friends when you go through hard shit in life you're gonna be there for you I think that's 100. number one I love that and just like building a muscle in the gym and pushing yourself to those limits 
the same thing goes emotionally and getting outside your comfort zone. Like the more you do it, the stronger you're going to get at that. The more you, I don't know, get outside of your comfort zone to show up and be you unapologetically, the more confidence you're going to build. And the same is, that's the same for muscles. Yes. And that also goes into confidence. The more you work on yourself, the more you're going to become confident. My friend just got in over a huge breakup. Mm. I was like, trust me, go for a run or go to the gym. Like, and he's like, thanks. I literally feel like a new person. So, and a lot of times people even say like, leave your problems outside. I'm like, no, bring them inside. Like this is where they should be. So you can crush them and leave out here. Like you got something off your chest. Yeah. And even like anger, like this is kind of funny, but like boxing or spinning for me, like it's an outlet for me to, I don't know if I'm extra stressed or a little bit angry with one of my family members or a coworker or a situation at work. And I go to a spin class and I'm able just to sweat it out and get a little aggro. Like it really helps because then you're getting it out of your system in a healthy way rather than, I don't know, bundling it up inside until it comes out in a really negative way or maybe being rude to someone on the street or a manager. (laughs) And I think that like, I think holding things inside, I think you could get them out both ways physically and mentally because I do think that therapy, like talking to someone, whether it's a therapist or having someone you can confide in is so, so, so amazing. Can't recommend it enough. And then also simultaneously moving your body to get through that too. And I also think that the other day, my mom was like, I I liked these classes, but toward the end of it, I'm just like looking at my watch. When is this going to be over? Like, how do you not think about the time Mm -hmm. or how do you get through it? And, and I told her, I go, I honestly, don't get me wrong. We all have those moments, but yeah in class or in your run or in your workout, I, it's like the coolest feeling ever to get into white space, to get into your Zen zone, get into almost your own source of meditation Whoa. where you get into your mm-hmm. flow. Yes. And that's when you're just like, wow, this is cool. Like I found my flow. And the second you get into that, you forget about everything. You let your mind go. You use whatever hardships, obstacles, anger, you name it that you're going through in life. You bring it into each Mm -hmm. rep. And that's when, that's when, you know, you're like, oh damn, this is cool. I couldn't agree more. And yeah, maybe that one class wasn't the cup of tea for your mom. And that's totally fine. Like I have classes where I'm like, oh my God, there's 45 more minutes left. Mm -hmm. How the hell am I going to get through this? And then there's others where I'm totally in flow and it depends on mood where you're at, but I think it's so true. And I think there's truly a balance with everything. I think talking about your emotions and your feelings is absolutely critical and crucial. My mom's a therapist and I'm a hundred percent supporter of therapy all the way, all day, every day. So yeah, I think it, it all comes down to balance. My mom's a life coach. We're so similar. Shut up. <laughs> okay. I need to meet her. We it, all need I mean, to meet it, each like, other. Yeah. It makes sense because she's created such two amazing children. So, Oh, my gosh. Ditto. It's true. <laughs> ditto, ditto. <laughs> so sadly, Emily, we are at the end of today's episode. So I'd love to introduce you to Syllabus Steps, which is really a time for us to recap what we've learned from your experience and how we can actually integrate that into our lives. So do you have any specific like books tools, resources, practices. I know that we've gotten into a lot of certain different activities that we can do and mindsets that we can practice. But just to summarize, you know, what does really help you understand the power of health and exercise and how can we 20-something-year-olds really prioritize our physical, emotional, and mental health, regardless of injuries, exhaustion, laziness, unhealthy or fixed mindsets? 
Oh, I love that question. Oh gosh, how much time do we have? Okay, um, for the best. I think that I think I think we are so consumed, like we said, by social media, and I keep on seeing people do these insane morning routines, and I'm like, I don't have time for that. Find what works for you. It's not a one size fits all approach. It's an individualized approach. It always has been, but somehow we think we need to. We need to just kind of mesh into this fabricated society when you're your, you be you. I created a morning routine that works great for me. And I, I've been able to stick to it because when I had too many things in the morning, I wasn't able to stick to one of them at all. I think if you are trying to figure out a morning routine to set your day up for success, a couple of things that I think is a must is stretching. My stretch is like literally probably less than a minute. Okay. Maybe it's a minute, but it's quickly overhead, touching my toes, cobra, downward dog, touching my feet. If I don't move, even if I'm running late, if I don't move myself and stretch for two seconds in the morning, I'm literally not myself throughout the entire day. I feel off. That's like, bam, right away. You got to move your blood a little bit. One minute. Literally a minute. That's it. Drinking water. And I can go into all the, like, I like to do a little ice on my face. I like to do the little gua sha thing. There's a little extra. That's not the foundation. If you, you do you, if you can, but I think also being able to get outside, like even if it's five, 10 minutes just to walk in the morning, I think those are like the top things I would say, get a little walk. If it's five minutes, mm-hmm. amazing little stretch and drink water. And then, cause if you just roll out of bed onto your computer, your day is not set up for success. And my morning thing there took what? It's like no time. So those are the three little things to set you up. I'd say also like what I said, planning your workouts, big thing. A lot of people love journaling. I think I, I should, I honestly don't have time. I I try, I really try. And I think it's amazing. And I should do it more. I should make time for it. But I think thinking of what you're grateful for every day puts it into perspective. If if I don't have time to write it down, I think of it in my head. I think of Mm. three things I'm grateful for. And I also like to write down I am statements. I Mm. try to do this every day, but even if you don't believe this, like I am strong, I am powerful, I am light, I am aligned, I am balanced, I am beautiful. Like even writing down things that you don't believe, mm. that's going to make you more confident, stronger in the head, in the mind, in the body. So those are some things. A book that yes. I love is called Ask and It Is Given. Mm. And it's all about alignment in life and about kind of what you manifest in life and the energy you put out into this world. It's going to come back at you. I'm a big energy person. And I've had a lot of people like compliment me on my energy. And to me, I just like, it like touches my soul. I love that compliment so much because like the best compliment. Yeah, I'd be rather instead of someone giving you like a physical compliment. Oh, totally. I love your energy. I'm like, oh my God, Mm -hmm. like I've just felt that in my soul. So I think just bringing out the energy and like manifesting what you want in life, putting it out there. It's all about that in that book. So there's a couple little things. What's the one cortisol book that you mentioned? It's called The Cortisol Connection. And it's not like, it's not an, um, it's not the kind of book you can't put down, Mm -hmm. but it's a really interesting book. Okay. It's kind of like, it makes you aware of, oh my God, I'm actually, my body's stressed, that kind of thing. And if you have any questions, like message me, I'm here. I'm like, would be more than happy to help anyone going through all the things in life because I've gone through a lot. And I'm going to recommend a podcast on behalf of you, Fit Food Junkies. You're so sweet. Yes. I have a podcast called Fit Food Junkies. It's all about mindset, fitness, business, 
nutrition, all the things. My Instagram's at Fit Food Junkies. Seriously, message me. I'd love to connect with everyone. If you have any questions, I, I got you. I love it. I'm going to be adding your podcast, your Instagram handle, website, anything else you'd like me to include so people know where to find you, my girl. And then the last question for you is a fill in the blank, tying it all back into what this podcast is about. But regardless of blank, I am blank. It's an I am statement. Mm, I love that. Ooh, I, that's such a good one. I would say like, regardless of adversities, Mm. like I still show up to my fullest, strongest self. I love that. I love that. I love your name regardless so much. Thank you, baby. I show up regardless. I show up. You show up for you. No one else. No one else. Emily. I love you. I love you. I'm giving you the biggest hug in the world. And I can't wait to see you in Austin so soon. I am so excited. I want to squeeze you and AJ. You guys are amazing inspirations in 20-something world land and beyond. Seriously. Ditto. Ditto. Seriously. If you hear if you live in Austin and hear me screaming and running towards someone, it's Sky. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll write back at you. <laughs> Oh my gosh, us in the same city. Watch out. Oh my God, watch out. Watch out, world. Watch out. (laughs) Emily, I'm so appreciative of you and your time. And this is a cool day. It was cool that you saw me like in my stress bubble and then I got to move and now we had this moment and just it's really real. So I I really appreciate you. Thanks, my love. I can't tell you how much I appreciate you. It's such a privilege to be on your pod and I love you and I can't wait to see you so soon. I love you. I love you so much. And then also in terms of like dates and everything and marketing stuff, I'll send you everything once I have it and and we can go from there. Amazing. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. Thank you. And I'll send you dates as soon as I know for South Yeah. Thank you, baby. I love you so much. Thank you I love for you, having babe. me. This was so much fun. Sleep well. Okay. You too. Okay. Bye, love baby. You. Thanks for listening to Regardless. I hope you've learned something from this month's soul conversation and will apply it to your own syllabus. Join me next month for a new guest, a new tool, and a new perspective. If you found value in this podcast, please empower your tribe by sharing, leaving a comment, review, and or subscribe. Catch new episodes on the second and fourth week of every month on all major audio podcast platforms. For more information about my life and updates about the podcast, head to my Instagram at Skylar Sorkin. Thank you for tuning in to Regardless. Now go kick some ass.